Welcome back to another episode of OK Last Try. Um, today we have a special guest with us, uh, someone who's pretty used to talking through a webcam. Uh, he's a 24-year-old skater who's pretty much up to date on all the skate gossip, drama, and internet <laughs> beef that you could imagine. Um, you might know him as Gifted Hater or uh, 1-800-Nipples, um, but I recently just found out his real name is Joa. Um, so welcome to the podcast, Gifted Hater, Joa, 1-800-Nipples, whatever you want to go by. <laughs> did, you, um, did you ever try to like hide your, your first name? No, I never like attempted to hide it. Um, it was just, I don't know, I was like really careful about like not wanting to make what I was doing about me, I guess, if that makes any sense. So like for a while as well, I wasn't like posting any of my clips or anything either, like on my Instagram page or whatever. Oh my gosh. Um, and uh, sorry, she's just all over the place. And yeah, so I was just trying to not like make it about me. Cause I was like, uh, it's not like I'm a pro skater or anything. Like I'm just going to try to let the content speak for itself. And then people ended up like finding my other Instagram account and like spamming it. So I was just like, okay, I'm just going to make it easier and just tell people my name and put my clips out there. Cause you realize like at some point or another, when people are like interested in your content, they kind of become interested in you as well. So I was like, I'm not going to like try to fight that. Whatever people want to know, I'm not going to hide it. But you weren't worried about like talking too much shit and, and people... like getting doxxed or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Like it's something you, you, you consider as like, Oh, I'm like, maybe I'm upsetting some people. Um, but I don't think I've really said anything to where like people would be like really pissed. Cause like, I try not to make things personal if I can avoid it. I mean, you know, people construe things the way that they do, but I try to like, I don't know. I've thought of the one time and I just talked to some other person about this who interviewed me, but the one time when I was like first starting out where I was like, cause I live like very near LA and I'm so I'm over there sometimes like, the one time I like covered this like Nikel Smith and, and Lottie's thing that happened. And it was one of my first videos and I it was probably a terrible video. And I was like, okay, this dude would probably actually want to fight me. <laughs> so that was like the only one where I've legitimately been concerned. And then people always joke like Steve Barra's got the fucking Scientology shooters out there for you. Um, but you know, I don't know. I don't think Steve's like a bad dude or anything. So I, I don't really have any worries uh, to be honest. And if anything, like my, the controversial aspect of my content, I think is sort of like on the decline and I'm like trying to level things out a little bit more. I'm trying to be a bit more responsible, but no, to answer your question, I'm not concerned <laughs> that anybody's going to kick my ass. Um, so I guess before we get into like the, your YouTube channel stuff and, and all that, what what do you do outside of streaming and and YouTube and skating? Before, I mean, I I'm really into like art and photography and I was going to school for a little bit for that like trying to decide what I was going to do career-wise, I suppose, and I just ended up spending like 4 years at community college no plan, just taking any class that interested me, which at the time seemed like really stupid. But now I'm kind of glad that I did it because I was like, hey, should I go to art school and just like own myself financially? Um, and yeah. then at this point, like, I don't know, I'm in this position right now where I'm like making enough money to live off of. So I'm like, okay, that's cool. Glad I didn't really do that because that's like a really hard field to make it in. But to answer your question, I like art photography and then I this is my job so it's like that's pretty much it and it's weird when like it's like skating is what you like skating related stuff is what you do for work because if somebody asks you like what do you what are you into it's like besides work it's like oh Jesus I don't know yeah. Um, but yeah that's pretty much it I guess and video games I like to play video games and I like sorry and uh and i have a bunch of money invested in cryptocurrency that's something people always ask me about so there you go that's it i was just asking larry uh if you did play video games because the whole like 
I can tell by how nice the headphones are. I was like, I don't know, it kind of looks like maybe like a, you'd have a gamer setup or something. I do have a gamer setup. Yeah, that's like I have a gaming PC. I've got like 144 hertz refresh rate monitor. I've got, uh, you know, I, I've got dual monitor setup. A lot of the stuff like I had already before I started making videos. So I was like kind of fortunately equipped with a lot of the required gear because of the gaming hobby. But I haven't been gaming as much lately because it's like when I'm already staring at this computer, like the last a lot. Thing you want to do is stare. It's like sometimes I'm down, but a lot of times like I'd rather look at at least a different screen. So yeah, we'll we'll see. But yeah, I've been laying off the gaming a little bit lately. What do you play? I play I played a lot of League of Legends, uh, but that was like really something only I do and my friends were into it and everybody's kind of cold on that at the moment. And then for a long time since like sophomore year of high school, I played Super Smash Brothers Melee. Like like competitively and shit or what? Yeah, I mean, I'm not very good. Like I'm all right. I could enter a tournament and not like get absolutely slain. But like I play, you know, with all the advanced techniques <laughs> and, and whatnot. So like I'm not a total scrub. I'm basically like I'm pretty much like an old head kind of uh, in terms of that game's lifespan, at least like half of an old head. There's people that have been doing it for twice as long as me. But Melee is really different from the current one. But I mean, that's just going to bore half of your audience, I'm sure. You don't frequent the current one? Uh, it's all right, but it's like basically they took all they took a lot of the stuff out of the game that like made it sort of competitive and like if the more you practice, like you get a not like a big advantage. Um there's a really steep learning curve to Super Smash Brothers Melee. Like even to learn how to like move around properly in the game, it takes like a couple of years. And that's like obviously Nintendo does something they were trying to get rid of cuz they're like it's supposed to be a party game. So basically they made like, in my opinion, the best fighting game of all time on accident. <laughs> Cause you have, it actually takes skill. Yeah. I mean, it takes a lot. Of, I'm sure the new, new one takes skill as well, but it just has like in, skill in different ways. And those new ways aren't really like what appealed to me about the old ones. So it's mm -hmm. not for me, but I'm not like trying to shit talk it or anything, whatever. <laughs> Totally. So, so you said you're streaming and, and YouTubing now for a living? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I did not think that this would be happening, but I used to make a ton of, like, videos and stuff as a kid, but, like, obviously just, like, messing around, and then I guess I have sort of a history in my family line of, like, performers, um, like live action like play stuff because my family's from england um so maybe it's like sort of genetic but it is very weird people are very surprised by that that like i actually make money doing this i'm a little bit surprised i didn't yeah. know that it, it, like youtube still pops off like that yeah and you've been doing this only for like less than a year no yeah it's been probably about eight months maybe nine months now um and then only probably about i don't know four mm, four or five months max of like getting some proper views so uh yeah i mean i like the the thing is you want to like you don't want to like put all your bags eh, your eggs in one basket like with uh with your platform so like I also have Patreon, which like pays the best. Um, so thanks to everybody who subs to me on there. That's what like really enables me to do this shit. It's like, I make okay money on YouTube and then I don't really make shit on Twitch. Um, that's just something that I like kind of integrate into my workflow. So if like, if I'm going to watch 10 videos, I'm going to watch it like with people who are like, Hey, check out this fucking Swedish edit that you never would have found in a thousand years. Um, mm -hmm. So somebody will, will send me that. And then, I know people like to watch skate videos with somebody talking over them, it seems. So oh, um, that I just want to do on the side. I did that once. I was watch. I was trying to find a video. I forget what video it was, but now that I'm seeing you and remembering this, I mean, I'm like realizing it was one of yours on Twitch. 
Wait, was I it maybe the Olympics or something? Oh, it was the Olympics. It was the Olympics because we were trying. Yeah. I was trying to find them. And I remember now. It was it was you watching the Olympics. Yeah, that was like I don't know. That was a weird day. It seemed like it, it was pretty hard to find a stream of that if you. Yeah. And anyway, I did that shit illegally. And eventually, like not that first day, but eventually they caught on to my ass. But I guess it circulated a little bit on the skate Instagram. Yeah. Somebody was streaming that. <laughs> I mean, Tony Hawk was also streaming it and Same got shut thing. down in like half an hour or some shit. Yeah. yeah, he got shut down fast. They didn't catch on to me quite as quickly, fortunately. But they banned my Twitch channel for like two weeks after that. NBC does not fuck around. Uh, they were they were pretty butthurt. <laughs> Where did you come up with the name Gifted Hater? Uh, um, well, I started off on TikTok and like, (laughs) I was just making TikToks for fun. And then it started to get like a little bit more popular. And my name on TikTok was 1-800-NIPPLES because I just downloaded TikTok like as a joke. Isn't that how we all, (laughs) isn't that how we all? Exactly. So I made a so I made a shit post name, and I was like, I'm too old for this anyway. And then I started like this was pretty much during uh, the COVID pandemic whole like when it was really kicking off, when everybody was like stacking frozen goods and trying to uh, get a bunch of gas and all all that stuff. So I was pretty much just at home, and then eventually over time, I started getting some traction on there and then i was like hey i'm putting a lot of effort into these i'm going to try to switch it over to youtube and maybe i can make a couple dollars and eventually that transition kind of ended up happening but the problem that i think that i ran into and i can't like know this for sure but i suspect it is that i had the same name on youtube 1-800 nipples and like my my videos are doing all right but i think most of the people that were watching it were like um, left over from like the TikTok and like had the post notifications on blah, 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 blah. Then I was like, okay, I'm going to try to change my name. Cause like this name is obviously extremely unprofessional. Um, <laughs> and as it turns out, I think it was also kind of getting blacklisted yeah. by the YouTube algorithm. So once I changed the, I, the, the gifted hater name, I was like, I, I hate that name, by the way, I think it's like the dumbest name ever, but I just wanted to like, I wanted to like be upfront about what I was doing. Like, so people like, wouldn't be like, Oh my God, this guy's just talking like a bunch of shit. It's like, if I put that as my channel name, then people are going to hopefully more or less know what they're getting into. Um, so people aren't like shocked when they're like, this guy gifted hater doesn't like something like, Holy shit. Um, so yeah, I just ch- that was just what I had thought of and I was like I need to change my name and I think I was maybe I was in a creative rut if I put my mind to it again I'd probably be able to come up with something better but yeah, that's that's how that happened. I didn't know your name until you texted me, "Yo, yeah. it's Joa." And I was <laughs> like, "Oh shit, okay." Yeah. <laughs> that's when it clicked. Uh, I was like, "Oh shit, wait." And honestly, I didn't even um plan on like knowing your name because I thought it would be funnier if I just knew you as gifted hater and didn't know your name at all. I thought that would just be for myself. I was like, I never want to know. I didn't mean to spoil it for you. (laughs) (laughs) We'll just bleep it out every time I say it. Yeah. Yeah, You can bleep it. It's like, it's like listening to a a podcast. And if you ever see a video podcast, like who the fuck are these guys? You finally see their faces. That was me with, with the bunt. That's what happens to everybody. You just assume that the, the, that the roles are reversed, that the voices belong to the opposite person. But yeah, that was, that was, that was pretty mind blowing. So yeah, censored if you, if you want to. Oh, hell yeah. Did you, did you watch a lot of like, other YouTubers who kind of like talk shit about like other things in skateboarding before you started yours? Um, well, the reason pretty much that I started the YouTube channel is because I thought the state of skateboard YouTube was pretty abysmal. Um, and so, you know, I don't, I'm not really that aware of other 
skate YouTubers that are like sitting in front of a camera and talking a bunch of shit. I guess like Gary Rogers does it with, you know, skate line a little bit, like, you know, not probably as gnarly as he used to. Um, the ninja, then, what's that ninja dude? Yeah. What, or maybe he's really uh, old. That fucking guy. Maybe. <laughs> ninja <laughs> lifestyle. That dude's fucking crazy. Like for real. That dude is a nutter. Yeah. But I'm not, a, I'm not a fan of his videos, but I guess he sort of did like lay a little bit of the, uh, of yeah. the blueprint down. But Ted is probably like my, my biggest influence on, on what I've been doing. Like I, I was really late to the, uh, to the feedback thing. Um, mm-hmm. Like I, I only found out about that account like eight months before it got shut down. So I was way, 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 way late to that. But yeah, I was super into Ted's Instagram stuff um, when Whoa. I found it. <laughs> but he, he like really changed the way that I like thought about skateboarding because there's a big difference between like liking what you like and disliking what you don't like and understanding why you like what you like and not understanding what you don't like. Like when I was a teenager, I was really obsessed with like Dylan reader and I never bothered to think like, why do I like this guy? Um, what is it about him that appeals to me? I never like tried to put that into words or like rationalize it. And then, you know, conversely other skaters that I maybe didn't care for as much. I never thought like, why do I not like this guy? I just didn't really watch their footage, but like to actually sit down and like try to articulate the minutia of what about a skateboarder you like and maybe what you don't like. That's like a totally different practice. And Ted was like the first person I actually saw who'd like break down into absurd detail about what he liked and what he didn't like about certain clips. Sorry guys, give me one second. I have to take care of something. I'll be right back. I mean, you mentioned Gary Rogers real quick and stuff. Mm-hmm. Is he pissed at all that you pretty much ripped off his name for your video you know, segment? I don't know. And f- <laughs> he's never said anything to me. But funnily enough, I'm actually not the first person who has used the name Hateline. And I didn't know this until later, but there's a snowboarder who does like content that's relatively similar to mine. And I think that his, I mean, I can't speak for him, but I'm assuming that his was a pun on Skateline as well. Um, so, yeah, I'm actually not the first person. I didn't know it at the time, obviously. I thought I was like, oh, this is genius. Um, but no, it, it was Hateline ABD, like, times two. <laughs> That's pretty, I mean, we picked the name for the podcast. Yeah. And then the day we were about to... Put out the first episode, Yeah, it was like we had done the episode, we'd done the interview, it was edited, and then we found out the name was already used by another New Yorker who was friends with some of the Jankum people, so we were like, well, we fucked ourselves I was like, damn, I knew that was was a good name. (laughs) You just gotta put something down, and maybe it's never really gonna feel right, because especially, I think, when it's you, you're like, well, this doesn't really, like, represent me that well, but I'm like, I don't know, is, like, Feedback Ted or, like, Wecking Ball or any of those people, are they, like, this name is, like, really all, like, this is me encapsulated? Like, I don't know, it's, like, it's just, at some point, you just gotta pull the trigger and put pen to paper. If your content or whatever you're doing is good enough, people will come around to the name eventually, I feel like. True. Yeah, I guess it's kind of irrelevant at one point or another. Yeah. Funny you mentioned Weck. I saw him in Tampa this no weekend. No way. Filming. Uh, he was, like, walking around with, um, you know, like, the selfie stick. Yeah. Just filming, uh, like, interviews with... Uh, he, intervie- he was interviewing Andy Anderson when I saw him. That's a that's a power couple right there. Not co-signing, not <laughs> co-signing WEC, but I do try to like, you know, pay the respects to the people that like in in my job and like what I do is like maybe I don't fully agree with the things that WEC is like doing right now or making jokes about, but like he's oh like he made a like pretty significant dent in whatever this like social media skateboarder uh, thing is. So like I don't. 
like I try not, I don't want to like disparage WEC too much. Like if, if I can avoid it, but. But are you ever worried about like making a joke that will get you in trouble or like saying something? I don't know. Like, I think that I have a pretty good idea of what I think is funny and what I think is not funny. And it's like, if I go to a, I feel I'm like kind of rigid in that. And I'm like happy that, you know, at the age that I am now, like 24, I've like started to like make some videos. Cause like, if I was 19 and making these videos, it probably wouldn't have fucking gone over so well. Yeah. I probably would have had a lot of uh, misses in there, but like, yeah, sometimes it's like, you know, I want to be kind of like, I guess, relatively polished and, you know, make jokes about things that are not like super low hanging fruit or something. But other times there's just opportunities where like I was doing a review of like the Red Bull, like soulless event. And, uh, and I did like all the men's runs and then I was going to, then I was doing the women's runs next. And like the first thing that popped into my head, I was like, time to rate the girls. And I just said it like in some stupid ass Borat accent. And I was like, is that going to be something that would ever get me in trouble? Or is like, that just like so off the cuff and stupid that nobody would give a shit, but it's like, I don't know. It's, it's a weird thing to like police yourself over, but I don't know. I try to just like keep it 1000, I guess. And hopefully, you know, people like it. And then sometimes if I say just something blatantly stupid, I'll just cut it out of my video. But also I think like the difference sometimes can be if certain people ask themselves that question at <laughs> yeah. all, yeah. you know, versus like never having even had that kind of thought come right, through. Right. Right. And I'm like totally open. Also, I'm like, I'm not dying on like a hill of my own comedy. Like, I don't think I'm fucking some <laughs> God sent prince of fucking YouTube or something. Like, I don't think that at all. Like there's been several times where somebody's left a comment and I've been like, Oh yeah, that is a good point. And I should probably change, you know, my opinion on that or like alter my videos going forward or something. Like I'm about to have, like, I guess I'm doing a video about this whole fucking Tampa thing. And it's like, the state of skateboarding right now is like, it's a fucking Steve Barra layup line. Everybody's just waiting to fucking dunk on his, his ass at this point. It's like, yeah, he puts himself in like terrible positions, but at some point I'm like, am I going to be another guy in the layup line or am I going to have to start offering a different perspective? Dude, it's, it's insane. He could have just let it go. Exactly. And him commenting on your videos all the time, like, dude, he doesn't have to like. Yeah, I'm like, why is he so obsessed with you? <laughs> he shouldn't have said anything. He should have like, cause in like from my position, it's like I'm just hoping that Steve leaves some stupid ass comment that I can make a full 25 minute <laughs> video out of and like analyze every single last apostrophe uh, apostrophe of uh, like a paragraph that Steve probably wrote in like a manic angry states and like in two minutes like that's a fucking the an easy dub for me like i don't know why he does this kind of shit like and he did it again this week and he did the same exact thing he made some long-winded post on his instagram page that is just full of like fallacies and and nonsense um you which him? you know no but it's like it's on slap and shit oh, uh, people know. people share that like immediately all this bearish shit is is self-imposed like he really does do it to himself and then he like acts like a martyr and he's like saving skateboarding and it's like dude it's okay that people don't agree with the way that you're running your businesses like yeah. that's okay constructive criticism exists in every industry and skateboarding is like not immune to that no matter how many paragraphs and like no matter how many different mental gymnastic exercises you practice it's just it's just the truth that people don't have to like Karyuma, they don't have to like uh the barracks they don't have to like the hard supply it's like but at this point i'm just like i've i feel like i've made a lot of my points about steve bear in the next video i put out that like is going to be about him as, as I'm not like trying to dunk on him or anything. I'm just like, I'm kind of ready to like put a bow on the anti Steve Barra stuff. Cause it's like at some point, either he's going to listen to people uh, or he's not going to listen to people. Um, and he's going to keep doing his thing. And if he keeps doing his thing, the way that he's doing it, I don't think it's going to succeed. And it's like, I don't need to be like, 
fucking dancing every time Steve Barrett like takes an L because I don't know, that guy might actually be a little bit cuckoo. I mean, either way you get views from him watching, watching all that and a comment probably. I do, but it's like, it's, at some point it's like, it doesn't really matter how many views you get. It's like, I did my big Steve Barra video, you know? And I was like stoked. I was like, hell yeah. Fucking Steve Barra threw me the alley and I ooped it. And then it's like a month later, it's like, Steve's like, Hey, yo, I got another one for you. And I was like, I really enjoyed that last one, Steve. I don't know if this one's going to hit the same. (laughs) I don't, I'm not like as, as, as into it. And just some of the people, like, I know Steve has a flair to, for exaggeration, like he's always being hyperbolic and, you know, uh, describing his situations with a whole lot of like creative, uh, I don't know, additions. Like people send me a thousand death threats every time Gift to Hater posts a video or something. Um, yeah, do you uh, think that's true? No, no way. I don't even, I like, it's just blatantly not true. It's like, I don't even get a thousand comments on videos. Maybe I've had like two that have had a thousand comments. The idea that every single person that would have commented on my video would go to Steve Barra would do that. But there have been instances, like I did see a screenshot that like really pissed me off and like was just super dumb. This guy, like I saw this meme page that was like talking to Steve Barra, um, and it was called like edgy skate memes or like bad taste skate memes or something mm-hmm. like that. And they like, uh, I guess Steve Bear responded to this person's story. And it was like two girls holding the Karayuma posters that had been ripped off the wall. And Steve said, those chicks are hot. And then this guy gets into like, which is like, oh, what the hell, Steve? But uh, this <laughs> guy... This guy who get like runs this edgy skate memes like page gets up on his high horse and he's like, "Yo, Steve, what kind of adult calls girls chicks?" And these girls were like in their mid twenties. It looks like like you're a weird ass pedo. And then he like also wrote on the side he he was like, um, oh, "What did he fucking say?" It was something like uh, like, "Yo, this guy's like fucking." is an asshole or something. I don't remember all the details, but it was like funny to me how this guy who supposedly runs this edgy skate meme page is like all for like pushing humor boundaries. But if Steve Barra makes like a relatively off color joke, that's not even that fucking bad. Like all of a sudden this guy's like the fucking prince of political correctness. It's like such bullshit. So, and that, that's the thing like where I think it gets too far is when, the people who are like, think that they're the counterculture become the idiots. It's like, you can't even look at what you're doing and see how dumb it like comes across. So it's at that point now where like, it's the vast majority opinion that like everybody just dunky on Steve Barrett and they're not even thinking about what they're doing. They're like, as long as I'm on the right team, then like I'm dope is like, and when it gets to that, I'm like, I don't really want to participate in this anymore. I mean, I feel like you could say that for a lot about, um, I mean, that's true for a lot of skate culture in general. Like, yeah, I mean, we'll talk shit about brands and then whatever, overpriced clothing from certain brands, whatever. And then a cool skater comes out and drops pants for 130 bucks. let's just say, whatever. And no one bats an eye because it's that cool skater. And then if you talk shit about it, it's like, oh, dude, he's just doing him. Like, you don't get it. Like... He's on his grind, and it's like, yeah, but we just made fun of this other person for doing the same thing, and, like, just because they don't have the same cultural clout or cultural, like, um, standing. Yeah, I think it's true that, like, skaters will not be objective sometimes, I mean, in the same way that people are not objective about all kinds of shit, and, yeah, I agree, skaters are not immune to that. Um, but I think it's like, as long as you point it out and as long as you can like be aware, like, Hey, like we were just making fun of somebody who was doing the same exact thing, um, a couple of weeks ago. And now we think it's dope that somebody else is doing it. As long as you're like paying attention to that, then it's good. I think. Do you think you'd be able, um, or as popular, or get away with some of your critiques if you weren't as good at skating as you are? That's actually, I don't know. I thought about that 
um, when I was first starting, like I said, I didn't want to like post my clips and like make it about me or anything. Um, and I kind of enjoyed the fact at first that, you know, people on slap and stuff, I try not to go on there, but one of my friends is like super into slap. So like send me screenshots and shit of like people talking about me. Like, yeah, everyone talks about you on there. Yeah. It's like some hallowed ground, the slap message boards. If you get mentioned, it's supposed to like fucking be sick or something as, but, um, I'd be so bummed if I was messaged, if I was mentioned on slap. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not that dope, but anyway, um, I, I do like slap, but it's like, I think people make it uh, to be a bit way bigger deal than it is. Like, you know, you guys know anybody can post on there. Right. Yeah. But, um, anyway, uh, I, I didn't post my clips on purpose in the beginning. Cause I was like, I want to know what people think about what I think and have it not be influenced by my skating or whatever, because you look at a lot of other things like, uh, basketball, football, traditional sports, like, you know, everybody's happy to listen to like Stephen A. Smith, give his hot takes and be an entertainer about basketball. It's like, you don't see him lacing up and fucking playing in the NBA. I mean, obviously he's a bit older, but he's not of, I don't think he's a former NBA player. It's like, maybe he played some college, maybe played some high school, but for all intents and purposes, nobody's fucking seen the guy play basketball and nobody bats an eye in that situation. So it was like, I was like, okay, I'm going to see what people think. And eventually more and more and more people are like, yo, does this guy even fucking skate? Is he yeah. like, my grandma's better than this fucking guy. And like, of course they thought that cause I'm wearing light up headphones and I have glasses and I'm sitting in my room. And like, that was just something that I kind of enjoyed for a while where I was like, okay, bitch. Like I'm like, not to like get too hyped on myself or anything, but I was like, I'm better than 90% of the people like that are talking shit on me. So it was just something that I kind of let fester for a little bit and let people make their claims and speculate about whatever my skill level is in skateboarding. And then when the time came, I was like, here it is. This is what, this is the guy in his room. This is what he looks like in real life. So I feel like most people would have just jumped the gun. And the second someone's like, yo, this guy doesn't skate. They would have dropped a fucking minute long Instagram edit at the end. Like, Cause like skateboarding has such an emphasis on like poser or not poser. And if you aren't, if you can't do this, then you can't like, I mean, at least from what like I've experienced, I feel like it's like, well, if you can't even do that, how can you even say anything about it? Which is like so unreal. I mean, in every other like kind of sport or like, you know, activity. Yeah. In everything, like look at like food critics or, or, um, art critics or I don't know, whatever. You don't see a food critic. They're not like ace cooks, you know, like they, they know food and they eat it and could critique how it's cooked. Mm -hmm. Same with skating. If you're around (laughs) the culture long enough and like, yeah, whatever, I'm not doing fucking back nose blunts or whatever, but I I wish Lord, please one day. (laughs) If I could land like one back nose blunt, I would just, that's like, if you get that trick, there's like only a few tricks in skating where it's like, you're like certified. The back nose blunt is like, if you get one of those, like a proper one, it's like, nobody can take that away from you, man. You back nose blunted. But even like without having whatever the, the most insane ability or whatever, like, I, I obviously know about skateboarding. I've watched right. mm-hmm. since I was 11 years old. I've been watching skate videos and skating every day or whatever, you know, like, so to, to judge it on ability. And I do get it. Like if the person isn't out skating and they're critiquing skating, then yeah, that's whack. You have yeah. to actually be out skating, but the ability. Unless you're old or something, if you're like fucking 60, it's like, I wouldn't give a shit. Right. But if you're my age, you're 24 and you're talking about your shit on skating, like you better get on the damn skateboard. No, if you're 60 and you're talking shit, I, I want to see you push around. Fuck you. <laughs> no, no, no free passes. Even if the fucking bones are barely hanging on. No free passes. Okay. Where do you stand on, like, gatekeeping and skateboarding? I think people use the term gatekeeping, like, 
too loosely and like i'm fine i'm not here to argue over what gatekeeping is and like what gatekeeping isn't as far as i'm concerned like there a healthy amount of gatekeeping should happen in in skateboarding because it's like there are things you have to learn that you should do and should not do it's like a perfect example is like i was skating at the skate park yesterday i was skating at that new there's a new like skate park in a place called tustin by where i live and it's like it's kind of like a really white area and a lot of the skaters like the locals are just like little turds like these shitty little white kids and like we're skating around and it's like i haven't been to a crowded park in a while but it's like every time i'd pop my trick and if i didn't land it when i turn around there would be some like like kid teenager like speeding towards the obstacle that i just hit i'm like you like this is whack as fuck like there's no cash prize on the line for best trick up the euro right now like and i'm not gonna walk up to the kid and be like yo what the fuck are you doing but i am skating with my friend and and i am gonna like say something to him that you may or may not overhear about like yo these kids are kind of fucking whack why are that why is it that every time i turn around some child is hurtling towards me (laughs) it's just like little stuff like that it's like some people will call that gatekeeping what i would say is like i'm enforcing like a status like quo or like skate park etiquette that like i think is valuable and i think that that can translate into all different types of aspects of skateboarding where you know people like steve barra to bring him up again will say you know anything even remotely negative is not skateboarding and that's something that i fundamentally disagree with obviously given given my youtube channel so if i talk about how what i think you know kariuma is doing is whack and how the hard supply like just slid into the olympics and sponsored jagger eat and then happened to put all their boards in target like right as the olympics are airing and every little kid that's watching that is going to go mosey into target and buy a hard supply board it's like oh you're talking shit on the hard supply like are you gatekeeping or it's like or is there like a case to be made about how that like negatively affects skate shops so it's like people have all different kinds of like ways of construing things and majority of the time to be perfectly honest i think that when people talk about gatekeeping it's fucking children children are always worried about gatekeeping you're just fucking gatekeeping is like okay well you're a child so kiss my ass yeah yeah that's how i feel about that Children suck. Yeah, no, kids shouldn't be allowed at the park. I just think that they should be bullied like the, like you guys used to. Obviously, I didn't skate when I was younger, but everyone else is like, dude, if I would have done that when I was younger, I would have been bullied at the skate park for it by an older guy. I was petrified at the skate park. And I just think, I and maybe that's fucked up, but I just think that that should still be the case because how else are these kids going to learn if you talk to them nicely, no. But also, I think I'm I'm past the age where I could bully a kid. No, for sure. I think you should. <laughs> Just a 26 year old being I think like, you should. "Fuck these kids." I say shit to kids, but also I guess I don't. I mean, I'm kind of nice in general, but I'm always just like, "Dude, watch like, like back up or something." Yeah. You know what I mean? That's- like. I feel like you probably are. But also, at like, I don't it. know how I learned all that stuff. Because I didn't get bullied at the sweet, crisp age of starting skateboarding when I was, like, 8, 19 or something like that. <laughs> no one was bullied. Maybe I'm just not stupid like the rest <laughs> of these kids. But I think that little kids should be bullied a little bit, at least a little bit. Yeah, that's that gatekeeping. It's it's useful. Yeah. I think people try to say that like there's no reason a gatekeeper. There's like no like there's no functionality to it. It serves no purpose. It's like I think you got your head in the sand a little bit. Like the evidence is all around you. Like polar big boy dunks and whatever kids just getting in the fucking way. Like the cockiness of some of these kids is like it's tangible it's like what is up with you dude like you're a little sprout and you fucking think you own the park you barely kickflip i don't understand yeah or they have a wet kickflip and i'm like all right chill like that that don't serve you double fuck you that's (laughs) even worse in new york too when they're good and i'm just like okay but you're still a fucking little dickhead i'm like dog i mean i think it like the whatever gatekeeping whatever i think it like preserves a little bit of the stuff that our generation probably likes about skateboarding and for sure our generation probably 
doesn't like the the green. They'll come around. They'll come around. And I think what people don't realize is like, you know, skateboarding's cool. It didn't stay cool by everything being cool. Skateboarding yeah. is cool because people police this shit and are like, yo, that's not cool. We don't want it. Like the more whack shit that like slips through the cracks and people are not like willing to call out is like, then it becomes a mainstay. So it's like, you can say, of course you can have your opinions about like whatever the secret tape was, was doing or some shit, but like he like clearly feels a, a kind of way about Karyuma and thinks that it's negatively impacting this thing that he very obviously gives a big fuck about considering his like vast collection of skateboarding videotapes. So it's like, you know, maybe that's a form of gatekeeping, but I think that he's entitled to keep that gate as somebody who's fucking put the time in, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I will say every episode so far, I think we've talked shit on Karyuma. So, Oh, that sounds about right. At least some of them. So, you know what? I'm in, I'm keeping the gate as well. <laughs> they're, they're the super villains right now. I mean, they're the heel. And there's, there's always pros and cons to like everything. Like what Nike's doing is like, there's a lot to be said about how like before Nike shoes, like were not that good. And people were like, Oh, you know, they were like, I fucking love this shoe and that shoe. It's like, okay, you know, maybe that shoe worked for you. As I recall it, there used to be a lot of bad skate shoes that we did not know were bad until like companies with decades and decades of shoe technology came in and gave people alternatives. And it's like, yeah, they had a, they had a good team and stuff and they did their marketing well, but it's like, at the end of the day, I think if those shoes were not good and people would not buy them. So it's like, I'm hoping that Nike is not going to be the king of skateboarding forever, but potentially if you zoom out, you know, some of Nike's impact on skateboarding long-term could not, could you know, be more positive than good if you're trying to put a positive spin on it. I won't buy Nike shoes anymore. I refuse to do that just as a personal philosophical choice. But I am willing to at least look at like some of what, you know, Nike may have done better. Because as far as I can see it, the corporate shoes may have like kickstarted a bit of like a shoe upgrade for the industry in general. Mm -hmm. So what shoes? I was just going to ask, what do you skate? I only wear last resorts. That's all I wear. And they do. I keep finding a way to score free ones. I'm not like Flo or something, but like these kids that work in the warehouse or something, they just sent me a box. They're like, hey, we like your videos. Can we send you some shoes? That's fine. Hell yeah, you can. So like I've scored like four pairs of these for free Like over the past couple months, like no flow, no like deal of any kind. They just keep showing up at my doorstep somehow. So, but like I was, I was shilling these, um, long before like, uh, they ever contacted me on Instagram or anything. And the only reason they did like end up giving me free shoes is because Dan Corrigan tried throwing last resort under the bus, uh, for Karyuma. It was like the worst, like kook of pain moment of all time. And I made a video about how whack that was. (laughs) You put in way more work. Uh, researching the stuff he should have researched just to talk shit about him. The worst part of it was that he was throwing a skater-owned shoe company under the bus for the sake of trying to defend some evil corporate overlord Brazilian shoe company. And the only reason he did that is because his roommate and friend Dale Decker had like a Karyuma deal that was in the works. And so he thought it would be a good idea to do some pre-damage control and talk about why Karyuma is dope. Um, and like, I guess that was his idea and it backfired. Um, I guess a couple of people had an issue with it and then I talked about it, but yeah. I really like the Skate Mama Pants videos. Oh, you like those? Because I remember, do you remember when I made that tweet about the Skate Mama Pants? Because I found her the price of it on my own. Like, I like... Your tweet may have been what set me off. I lurk hard on Twitter. I went on uh, Instagram and saw uh, the price of them and made a tweet 
saying, like, mama skate pants are $1,400. Like, what? Oh, you know what? I think it was your tweet. I think that's what set the domino in motion. And because, like, I remember, like, it got hella traction. Like, it got a lot of traction. And I was like, uh oh, uh oh, because I don't, like, talk shit really. Unless it's something that I'm like, okay, fuck this. But, like, especially when it comes to, like, whatever, like, people getting their bag or, like, whatever, like, women in skateboarding, like, I kind of keep keep myself. And I was like, $1,400. Because I remember seeing when she first started those pants at this, like, thing, and they were $100. And I was like, all right, well, they already look like hospital scrubs. So that's kind of crazy. <laughs> but they look like you guys put scrubs. the gunshots in the podcast? Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was definitely yeah. a gunshot one. They're, like, <laughs> slim leg, like, slim taper or whatever, like, and they're $100. And, like, I was just like, that's it? And then, and then I see that it's the same thing for $1,400. So I tweeted about it, and I was like, uh-oh, like, this might get me in trouble or some shit. Some dude that used to date her said that, like, he said, first of all, he said they're, they're, that family is, like, fucking batshit crazy. But he said that, like, she gave him a free pair of pants, and, like, he wore them to the park, and he, like, slid down one of the quarter pipes, and it was, like, kind of a hot day. And the whole, like, back of the pants, they were, like, corduroys or something, just, like, turned to, like, this plastic mush. Oh. Just, like, basically, like, burned. So I was like, damn, they're maybe they're even worse than anticipated. Yeah. And then there was just, like, someone was like, oh, well, her and her sister just bought Teslas or something like that. Yeah, they were flexing that shit. On, on <laughs> I was Instagram. like, damn, who the fuck? Like, I wonder... If they got, like, any orders of the $1,400. Because, like, I mean, think I about it. Like They just turned into, like, Louis Vuitton overnight. But, like, like sticker, five-pack of stickers, $250. Like, 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 Louis Vuitton has been a lo- around for so long and, like, has built up this, like, name in high fashion when it's like, babe, you can't just say luxury and just, like, charge that. Like, I don't think it really works that way. But then I went to look again recently, and she changed them back, so I was like... I think, like, the little information that I do know about those individuals is it might not have been, like, just a straightforward marketing thing. I can't say with certainty, but, like, given how psycho they seem (laughs) they may have actually thought that this was the move going forward like i bet someone was just in their ear like dude like this is gonna be big like you are putting in the work like if you make it fourteen hundred dollars like if people want them enough they'll buy them she doesn't have a name in skateboarding um, well, I think get away in with that, that world, like, so that's the thing that's like, in my view, I feel like there's different worlds of skateboarding and in that like LA barracks, mama skate, Karayuma world, like she and her fucking skate go is top dogs. And, and like in younger generations, like that's what they see. Like they aren't seeing like OG videos and like shit like that and what's like you know very like uh, close to heart for a lot of older skaters they're seeing that stuff and they're like oh this is cool like this is skateboarding $1,400 for a pair of pants and 10% goes yeah, to wait. a thing I, well, I forgot about that that was fucking dope that, I remember seeing that and being like you're literally just like digging yourself I just think that is like ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. And there was just I, also like. That's no- the only reason I made that like part two video. Yeah. I thought it was over. I was like, I hey, know. I just. That was some light work. Uh, I'm, I'm done. And then they like made it so much gnarlier and like the worst way. And I was like, okay, all right then. I didn't have a that video thing. idea for this week anyway. I think that's so crazy. Yeah. And also, I thought it was crazy that in your video, you looked up the return address. Oh, somebody told me to do that, but yeah. And then it's crazy because it it is just like this little weird interloop like world of this Bera and like her and Skate Goat and the... Who is Skate Pussy? Her sister. Ah, that's crazy. (laughs) 
Yeah. Oh, and there's an article about her being like this pro skateboarder. Yeah. And I'm just like, what is going on? <laughs> like, where- that's a that's a gatekeeping thing. And Barra got mad at me for this shit, but it was like, that's a gatekeeping thing. It was like, hey, if I come across an article where somebody with like zero skate footage and like no skate part and like no pro board and no sponsors is going around telling people that they're a professional skateboarder, it's like there are people that will construe that into saying like, yo, you're gatekeeping. You can't tell that person that they're not a pro skateboarder, but it's like, sorry, dude, like on planet earth where I and many other people live, like you're allowed to say that that's fucking stupid because it is. Um, where can people, I mean, you can plug yourself right now if you want to, but more I don't give a flying fuck. I mean, I already have like enough subscribers and shit. So <laughs> Damn, that's, the, that's fucking baller. I want to, that is so sick. Like, yo, I want, it's not even worth plugging my if shit. If someone said that, I would be like, all right, I need to go. If people like me anyway, they're going to fucking Google me or whatever. And they'll find me. I'm not, I'm not hard to find. Where can people find your photography? True. Uh, uh, you can't. <laughs> There's no good place to find that, actually. Uh, maybe I'll make that available somehow. But right now, it's like I'm not fucking Jerry Sue out here, like top-level fucking photographer. But uh, I don't know. Maybe- you, know you could always make prints or something. That could be fun. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe I'll maybe I'll do something. But yeah, right now there's not really a publicly accessible accessible thing. But I appreciate you asking. But dude, yeah, no, Joe, thank you so much for doing yeah. this. Thanks. My pleasure. Thanks fun. for having me, guys. This was pretty fun. Yeah, we're trying to hit ten episodes, and then yeah, because um, someone gave us a comment that was like, that was like, everyone they talk to is just friends with one of the hosts, and I bet they right. won't even end up to ten episodes. So naturally. We have to get to 10 episodes to, like, you know, talk shit back to this comment. Exactly. Dude, that's what I'm going to do. I have a video of somebody, like, leaving me a comment telling me that Bitcoin wasn't going to hit 100K. I'm going back to that comment when Bitcoin hits 100K, and I'm putting – I'm fucking hard posting their ass. Wait. Um, uh, We have one minute left. Um, Give us some some crypto advice real quick. Oh, subscribe to Benjamin Cowan on YouTube. He's the only YouTuber that you ever need to subscribe to when it comes to crypto. He's the GOAT, Benjamin Cowan on YouTube. He'll never lead you astray. Zero ads, no ad revenue, only the real fucking deal. Benjamin Cowan, that's all you need to know. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Hell yeah. Thanks, guys. All right, peace. All right, peace. I love you. Psycho! <laughs> I love you. Fucking A.